What's up, all my introverts and extroverts? Welcome to another edition of the None of Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Dill, missing Dr. Lacey Book. She is currently working on another project. But this week, what I want to do is share with you an interview that we recently conducted with Jordan Harbinger of The Jordan Harbinger Show. One of his superpowers is relationships and networking. And in this interview, you're going to hear us discussing tips and tricks and hacks to get you out there making deeper and better connections and doing them in advance of you needing them. I think that you're gonna find this information tremendously valuable. It's going to help you to great, create connections that ultimately are going to help to benefit you, your business, and the people you serve. Check it out, I know you're going to love it. with us today, Jordan Harbinger. And look, I, I, I did all of my notes. I have limited time with him. I could just do the whole time of just telling you who he is. Dude's got a Wikipedia page for crying out loud. Like the dude's legit. And I always tell you guys this, don't be falling asleep on the people that you're like, oh, like I have to, all you have to do is put his name in Google. The whole thing is there. It's unbelievable. I'm super honored to have him here. But I will tell you this. I got to tell you this. We had Tucker Max with us last week. He told us that, you know, very few of you know that he actually went to law school. Well, so did Jordan. So that's number one. People that go to law school, super intelligent and bright people. But number two is his Wikipedia page. Dude's been kidnapped two times. That's like way legit. I mean, it didn't even, I don't even care if it was like not even a real kidnap. Like if you have on your Wikipedia page that you've been kidnapped twice, you are legit. And so we're here with Jordan Harbinger. Check him out at jordanharbinger.com. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Um, amazing content, amazing stuff. Jordan, welcome to the Black Diamond Club. You know, when when it starts off with he even has a Wikipedia Wikipedia page, I'm like, oh, okay, I better make sure that doesn't have anything on it that I that, uh, <laughs> that I don't legit. want. I love it. It's pretty legit. Um, last night I was just telling you we were with Jordan uh, with uh, not Jordan, with your Jordan. We were with uh, Jay me. Abraham. Jay gave us a lot of high level strategies, talking about during this time. There's so many opportunities out there to create and foster relationships with uh, maybe businesses that are struggling, opportunities to create influ uh, relationships with influencers, opportunities to leverage and create relationships with media, all of these things. And the number one question that I knew we were gonna get, and of course we got it today, was, well, I don't, I don't know these people, how do I do this? And I knew that you are an absolute master at relationships, one of the top 50 most influential. What was it? What were you? What were you named? Yeah, what, I, I, I remember this. The, most you know, genius. <laughs> it was something like top fifty best networkers or something like that. Not that I have any clue how you measure that, but that was in I think either Forbes or 
Fortune or Inc. or one of those. It was a few years ago. And I remember seeing that and being really stoked about it. And then also being kind of confused because I was like, nobody asked me how many people are in my iPhone. But, you know, cool, whatever. If that's a rep I got, I'll take it. Well, and I'm going to just say one more thing to preface this, and then I'm going to let you just let it rip. Yeah. I have said that coming out of this this pandemic, something that nobody knew was going to happen. So now that it's happening, when it started, I said, look, things are going to change. And I think that coming in June and July into the summer, the real commodity, because of the economic impact, the commodity, commodity that's going to trade is relational capital. It's relationships. The people who have the best relationships, they're going to survive and thrive in business. And the people that, just as you're stacked with money, that's not going to guarantee your success. You're going to need connections and relationships to be able to leverage together and grow. Um, based off of that, I would love for you to begin to tell us your insights on just one, relationships in general, and then two, uh, I know our audience is starving to know inside your mind before what you would do to get relationships, but also is there anything that you would change now because of this pandemic? Yeah, there's a lot of good questions in there. So you are right in that it's going to be the people that have the best relationship capital or social currency or whatever you want to call it. And I can sort of prove this because I had my shite storm, as it were, a couple of years ago when I had to I had a disagreement with my business partners. Everything went to heck in a handbasket. And I had the option of wait till they get their crap together or I do my thing and just start off on my own. And that's what I did. And people were like, you're crazy, man. What are you going to do? You built a business for 11 plus years with these guys. Now you're going to go do it yourself. You're not going to recover in time. You're losing tons of time and income and da da. And I rebuilt the same size podcast with the Jordan Harbinger show, the same, I actually exceeded my income goals uh, and the previous income of the previous business within about eight to 10 months, depending on which sort of metric and timeline you're using, which actually surprised even me because everyone said, you're going to come back even better. And I was like, "Uh, no, I'm pretty screwed right now. You know, that was what I really thought, but I leaned on my network and it turns out that networks are kind of like the best insurance policy that money cannot buy. And what I mean by that is the opportunities you get, the people you know, the things that come and land in your lap, not just opportunity-wise, but like income opportunity or growth opportunity or even just sort of fun and leisure, like cool trips, whatever it is you want to do. All those things come through your network. And so if you have your network kind of turned up to 11, then you realize you're never going to be out of work you're never not going to have a project to go on. You're never not going to have something to do. You're never going to have trouble meeting people in a new town or friends or whatever it is. You're always, always, always going to have opportunity coming into your life at an unstoppable clip. And it's not some sort of like metaphysical BS. You know, I, I if you listen to the Jordan Harbinger show, I'm very much a skeptic. I don't let my guests get away with anything during the interviews. What I mean by this is, I'll give you a real example. When I left my previous business, I was like, I'm in deep doo-doo, like everything sort of came to a grinding halt. I'm going to start calling people and asking them for advice. So I made a list of 80 people to call and I started calling them on a Sunday night thinking, I'm just going to leave messages, send a couple texts. Nobody's going to get back to me. I was on the phone for like six hours with, you know, the CEO of 1-800-GOT-DRUNK, the COO of another big company, getting advice from guys who'd also, men and women, who'd also been in the trenches 
and had hit hard times, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, 20 years ago, and told me exactly what they were going to do to get back on the horse or what they did do to get back on the horse and what I should do in their opinion to get back on the horse. And then the next like 60, 80 calls were, okay, this person is in this niche. Maybe they can help me do this. Maybe they can help me meet this person. Maybe they can help blast my show to the next level with promo, or maybe they can email their list about my show, this, that, and the other thing. That was massive for me. And that really got me, that that killed like five, six years of time uh, that I would have had to dig and start my own thing. And so I realized, wow, okay, I rebuilt from scratch in in uncanny, uncannily short amount of time that surprised even me, as I'd mentioned before. So if you're in quarantine, lockdown, whatever right now, and you're like, I just got laid off or my business is totally dead, what you're going to find is the people who are the best connected are going to be the ones that recover the fastest. And if you're like, well, great, I don't have any freaking network connections. J-Ram told me to go meet people and I'm still sitting here on my hands. What am I supposed to do? It's okay. You can start now. You have to dig the well before you get thirsty. Let's assume you're thirsty now and you didn't dig the well. That's fine to throw another sort of cliche at you. I think this is a Chinese proverb. It's like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the second best time is right now. And that is more true now than ever. Like, yeah, it'd be great if you had been an awesome networker before all this crap hit the fan. But if you're look, if you're the guy who's sitting at home going, man, I just kept my head down and worked. I don't, and now I'm laid off or whatever the issue is that people might be feeling. It's okay. You can start now. And it's certainly start now and not when they're like, all right, we're opening everything back up. And you're like, I better start networking. I caught up on Netflix. You know what I mean? Do it now. I'm going to play the devil's advocate because I know that you'll have great advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and I relate to you. I mean, I can just, you know, I, I, I can tell uh, that you are really, really good at this, but, but I also can tell that you're going to relate to this question because when you're saying like, Hey, um, you know, I just called all these people. I, I, I personally too relate to, yeah, but I'm an introvert. Oh yeah, no, good, good. I'm glad you're an introvert. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah, you have a medical excuse to not network <laughs> because you took a personality test in high school or something like that, right? You went to your last employer was like, sit down and take this Meyer Briggs. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm an INTJs. I never have to network. Don't have to go out and meet anyone. I'm good. Uh, no, nah, that's not how that works. So, for, first of all, even if you're an introvert, Let's assume that introvert means you're going to be bad at it, means you should work twice as hard. But here's the good news. You really don't have to do that because introverts, and this is, I don't know how new this science is. It's Susan Cain. Her book is called Quiet. And I really think it's like five years old now, but I I could be wrong. It may be less. Susan Cain studied introverts because she is one. And she's, she's, I think the subtitle of the book is, you know, and I'm going to guess it and it's wrong, but it's something along the lines of superpowers uh, for introverts in a world that won't stop talking, something like that. And the science in the book shows that people who are introverts are all of this means is we and I'm also an introvert, which is shocking because I like speak on stage. I'm a broadcaster. You know, I don't present as such all being introvert or extrovert means it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with your ability to develop social skills, it has to do with the way that you recharge. So let's say that you're an extrovert and you've had a rough week 
Well, you go, you know what? I want to go out with my friends and get a couple of drinks and then we'll go to the club. We'll go dancing. It'll be awesome. I'm going to blast my music and then, you know, we'll stay out all night and it's going to be awesome and I'll just sleep in. We'll go to brunch tomorrow. For an introvert, they have a rough week and they're like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to turn off my freaking phone. I'm going to put on Netflix. I'm not even going to let my text messages. I'm just, you know, not even going to play Candy Crush because in case somebody texts me, like I'm going to, I'm going to be on my own now. That's what an introvert does to recharge versus an extrovert. So that doesn't have anything to do with your ability to learn social skills. The reason that extroverts look like they're better or seem to be better at social skills than introverts is because they have more practice because it's what they like to do. So if you've spent every weekend since middle school or high school hanging out with your friends 24 seven, because that's how you relax and blow off steam then you're going to be naturally a little bit more outgoing and adept and maybe even seem like you're more fun by the time you're 30, right? Doing this. But if you spend every every waking moment that you're tired at home, reading a book or coding stuff on your computer or like listening to music by yourself or with another single friend, then you're going to have less of a sort of vibe about you that looks extroverted. It has nothing to do with your ability to learn these skills. So that said, what this means also for introverts is that you need to work on those skills a little. And according to Susan Cain, you're actually going to be better at that than most extroverts are because introverts, and let me see if I can access my memory here, my introvert memory. What she was saying was, that introverts are naturally better at creating solid relationships in certain ways, real ones, authentic ones, because introverts actually listen better. They don't talk as much. They're listening for what other people are thinking, observing what other people are feeling, and then reacting to that. Whereas extroverts just kind of come in and they're like, ah, look at me, right? They're sort of, well, extroverted. Introverts doesn't mean they're quiet and shy. It means they absorb more. So that's actually better. I would, I feel like I would connect better with somebody who listened to what I had to say, thought about it, and then reacted that way instead of just being like, oh, that's cool, Jordan, you do this. Guess what? I got a boat. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks for not paying attention seemingly to anything that I just said. You know, and then they want to like go dance on the table. That's an extreme extrovert, obviously. But introverts have the ability to do this. Not only do they have the ability to do this, they're better at creating these relationships. And these Fortunately, these are the kinds of relationships we need, these authentic, deeper, longer lasting, better connected relationships. So introverts, if you're out there, which, well, you are, but you're not going to raise your hand. So there's no point in asking uh, if you're out there or since you're out there, you actually are going to be naturally better at this. It's just going to seem a little bit annoying at first because you probably aren't used to reaching out to people. The other good news is nothing I'm going to recommend, which I assume we're going to talk more about this, nothing I'm going to recommend involves you like going to a networking mixer. I hate those. They're a waste of your time, and I'll get into why after I let you talk. Well, yeah, let's just... Uh, On your no, own no, show. That's what I was going to say. So the next, next part here. Um, so I have a list of people that I think would be beneficial to be in relationship with. Um, walk us through what what do I what do I start to do? Sure. So it's not just like make a target list of people that you'd think you'd want to get into a relationship. That's one thing you can do. But I would say for most people, instead of being like, oh, it'd be really helpful if I was like best friends with Mark Cuban. Let me work on this. You know, that's unlikely to happen right off the bat. 
I would say for most people, the best thing we can do is kick off a little bit of the rust. I meet a lot of people. I, I train, you know, special forces, intelligence agencies, corporations, everybody from scientists to spies on this type of networking and relationship development skill set. And what I find that's interesting is people who say, oh, I'm already really good at networking. They typically are nowhere near as good at relationships as they think they are. They're good at networking in that they go out, they have a large Rolodex, they feel like they can text anyone. Oh, I got all these out emails and phone numbers. There's a lot of investigation I've done behind the scenes, and I find that a lot of people who think they're really good at networking are actually, they know a lot of people, but they're not necessarily well-liked. They're not necessarily trusted. They don't necessarily have good relationships with these people. They're mostly just kind of blowhards, because I don't know anybody that's really, really, really well-networked. Like, I was talking with... um Reed Hoffman, I, don't get me wrong, I know a ton of people that are well-networked. I don't know people who are well-networked that say that they are well-networked. So I was talking with Reed Hoffman, he's the founder of LinkedIn. We did an episode of the Jordan Harbinger Show and he founded LinkedIn, okay? Obviously this guy thinks networking is important and I said, do, it was a small talk part of the show and might've even gotten edited out. I said, do you consider yourself a great networker? And he said, great, well, I don't know. I mean, I invented software to do it, so I value it, but I don't know if I'm a great one compared with some people. So I always find it interesting that the guy who literally invented the most popular networking software in the entire world for business and relationship, business relationship development, doesn't necessarily consider him a great networker, uh, but some guy who like you message on Facebook and you say, hey, uh, I'm doing this course at your company, you should come. They're like, nah, I'm good, I'm a great networker. And it's like, cool, cool sales guy who's got the last place in the quota, you might want to attend this meeting. So, you know, there's a lot of that when I see that, and I, I never find it from the military actually, but I do see it at private organizations, like, all the scientists and engineers or whatever from whatever company will be in there. And the sales guys will be like, now nah, I'm a great networker. And, the, and then the sales manager's like, he's the worst guy we have and he's getting fired next week. So we're not going to make him come in anyway. He's uh, got an ego problem. I always think that's kind of a funny, a funny example. So what, what I'm, the point of this is what you need to do is shake off some of the rust if you're new to this or if you're experienced. And the best way to do this is to make a list of people that I call this layoff lifelines, make a list of people that you wish you had kept in touch with over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. You don't have to go too far back. You can go back as far as you want. Honestly, you can. Uh, this could be like your old boss, your college guidance counselor, career counselor, whatever, some colleagues you had at the company you just left, um, your neighbor who used to run a company that you lost touch with back in your old neighborhood, you moved across the country, make a list of those people reach out now while you don't need anything. And the reason that this is important is because if you reach out now when you don't need anything, then later on when you do need something, you won't be like, oh, this is awkward. I haven't talked to you in eight years, but uh, do you know anybody who's got a job? And they're going to be like, wait, who are you again? Oh, right. The neighbor kid from uh, Manhattan. No, uh, good luck, man. Bye. Like if they even take your call, right? If they even answer your email. So you have to be very careful about this. What this also does, not only does it kickstart some of those old relationships that were weak, dormant, neglected ties in your network, what it'll do is it'll shake the rust off because a lot of people go, ooh, that sounds really awkward. I haven't talked to this person in years. Well, it's less awkward than asking a favor of somebody that you haven't spoken to in years because you're desperate and you gotta pay rent, right? So when you start doing this and you find that, let's say like 
13 out of the 15 people reply and go, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to you in forever. It's so good to hear from you, right? That'll be the response from a lot of these people. Now, other people will be like, is he going to try and sell me some Herbalife or is he trying to get me to like join Scientology? You know, like what's this guy's deal? Those people are going to be suspicious, but as you contact them once and you don't need anything and you're just reconnecting and then you contact them again in three months and you don't need anything, you're just keeping in touch. And then you do it again six months down the line and you're just keeping in touch. Then in one or two years, if you're like, oh, man, I'm looking to make a jump in my career. Do you have any ideas? They're not going to be like, I knew it. You're just buttering me up. This is a bunch of BS. That's not going to happen. They're going to realize this is somebody they've been talking to for years now and it's not going to be weird. So that shakes off the rust gets you used to getting a positive reaction from people who in your network that you really need to talk to. It also will help you decide who to spend your time with because you'll find that actually it's really scalable to create a lot of connections. Uh, it's really easy to do this on a consistent basis. And you're going to realize, oh, okay, so when I do this and this and this, it doesn't come across well. Or when I do this and this and that, this works really well to get replies. You have to start doing this stuff early because you have to figure out what's scalable for you. Get it into your routine. And I've got some drills for that as well. And then, so that's, I'm reaching backwards in time to people that I wish that I had kept in contact with and knocking the rust off. Um, how do I translate that forward in time um, to new relationships? Sure. So with new relationships, what you can do actually is find out what existing people in your network might need. So let's say, and this works for people that you already know and people that you don't. Let's say that I'm talking with a friend of mine and he is an awesome graphic designer. Well, maybe I don't need graphic design, but maybe I'm in a conversation with you and a bunch of people from the Black Diamond Club and it's like, oh, well, I, you know, my web designer crapped out of me. And I'm like, oh, I know a good graphic designer. I know a good web designer. I got some good devs. I can make all those introductions. And if you know somebody that knows somebody that needs that, I can make those introductions again for you and for them as well. So if I'm looking to just expand my network, always, always, always be making referrals and introductions between people in your network. That's scalable, right? I'm not making a free website for somebody. I'm not even trying to help people out by doing legwork for them. I'm just referring one node in my network to another node in my network and plugging them together. That I can do all day. I could do 10 of those a day in line for coffee at Starbucks at an airport gate, whatever it is, right? I don't need to spend a ton of time doing that. And if by the time you're making more than 10 intros a day, you get an assistant, they do it for you, right? So, so don't worry about that scalability. It's almost infinitely scalable. What you find for targeting specific people is you elicit their needs in a very similar way. So if you find that so-and-so in your friend's network needs a graphic designer and you make that reference, great. But if I find that somebody I want to connect with is toying with the idea of creating a podcast for me, that works for me a lot, right? I might go, oh, you know what? Tell them to reach out to me. I know a lot about creating podcasts and I'm happy to help. And you'll find that you'll get like teams from a, B, whatever lists celebrities in the business realm or in the just celebrities in general will reach out to you and go, oh, uh, actually, we kind of do need help. We were going to hire this consultant that doesn't look like he has a show nearly the size of yours or this person looks like they don't really have the expertise, but they said they did because I realize not everyone watching this has like a podcast they can leverage or something, right? But you have expertise that a lot of other people do not have. That's what you offer 
and you offer it to people in your network and you offer it to friends of friends that are outside your direct network and you say, oh yeah, have this person call me, I can help them out. Now you don't wanna do this for everybody all the time because you could waste a ton of your time jumping on the phone with random people. But if this is a person, you got a list of 50 people that could change your career or 10 people that could change your career, then yeah, getting on a freaking phone call with them, that's valuable, right? Yeah, let's, uh, and absolutely, let's bring bring it, the last step, let's bring it home, then you have your network, and um, now you have an ask. Uh, how should we approach that? So like, I've been, in, I've been in relationship, I've been in contact, and now um, I would like for you to, I'd like to see if you would help me with uh, my podcast or whatever it is. How, do, how should I approach that the most elegantly? Right. So in the beginning, before all this stuff, right, we're, during what you're doing, everything that I've been mentioning before, we go by the concept of ABG, right? If you've seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, he's like, ABC, always be closing, right? We kind of talked about those guys pre-show, actually, when we were warming up. You want to ABG, always be giving or always be generous. That's the make interest to people in your network. That's the help people out when you can uh, without the expectation of getting anything in return. That's in extreme cases, those 10 people that you're trying to reach out to, helping them in a more in-depth way. But if you have an ask, it actually is quite easy to work the other side of the equation because if I've been in touch with you every three, six months for two or three years, or even just once a year, just not like cold drop you, then reaching out and saying, hey man, uh, I actually am doing this. I've been told by multiple people in my network that you're the expert in this and this. I have these followings, very specific questions. So you have to be very specific in your ask. I find a lot of people make mistakes. They'll say, like, I get this all the time. Here's my inbox every day. Hey, Jordan, I'm gonna start a podcast. Do you have any advice? And I actually wrote an article that's at jordanharbinger.com slash advice. That's about in, in part, I mean, there's a lot of tips in there, but in part it's don't ask for these general bits of advice because my advice, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know, speak loud enough to be heard into the microphone. Um, make sure you share your show with people. Uh, don't expect your show to make money. And they're like, no, but like I need other tips because those aren't useful. Well, what do you need? But if someone says, hey, Jordan, I need some advice, uh, if you don't mind. I've got a podcast. I've been doing 100 episodes. I'm getting this many downloads per episode. Uh, I've been working on this on social media. I find that this doesn't test well. How have you been doing X, Y, Z uh, for your business? What can you share? Do you see me doing anything wrong or leaving something obvious out of my particular plan? Here's the plan. Then I can go, that thing's not gonna work for you probably, this thing would work for you in a better way, and this you could try to do, but it's gonna cost you money. And then they can go, oh, good, thanks, you saved me two years and 30 grand testing this thing that probably won't work. That's really important, but very few people ask for specifics. They say things like, hey, do you have any tips? Yeah, I got a tip, don't bet on the lions. You know, like, <laughs> sorry, dad jokes, I got a nine month old. <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, Dude, thank you so much for dropping this just very clear and concisely. Let's go backwards. Let's cultivate those relationships with the people that we wish we had been in touch with. Let's then move forward and let's make sure that we are cultivating those relationships as well, right? Yeah. You know, dig the well before you're thirsty. And then let's get our ask crafted. But I, I think that here's the problem too. The majority of people that when we talk about relational capital, they put the 
the ask first. Like that's the first thing that they think. Like I want this relationship because fill in the blank, right? Right, right. Yeah, so they go, and that's a problem throughout this whole system, right? So this is when when pe- uh, let's let's zoom out actually and use this or zoom in and use a specific example. Let's say that you and I are at some like I don't know dinner party or like a speaker event, and there's fifty people there, and you and I walk in the room, and I walk in and I'm like, all right, I need to get more speaking gigs. So I go, hey, what do you do? And someone's like, oh, I'm a corporate lawyer. And I'm like, crap, I don't want to talk to this guy. I need somebody who's going to give me a speaking gig. Uh, cool, bro. And I'm looking over his shoulder and I'm like, oh, I got to get out of this conversation. I don't care about them. I need a speaking gig. I need some. But you go in there and you meet this corporate lawyer and you need you need more speaking gigs too, right? We're both trying to get that. You go in and you meet this corporate lawyer and you're like, okay, well, this person's probably not gonna give me a speaking gig, but it doesn't really matter. I'm gonna hear what they are are about, what they need. And you elicit what this corporate lawyer person needs and you find out that she's going off into a practice on her own. She worked in a big law firm for a while. And you say, oh, so what kind of people are you looking to meet? And she says, well, Actually, I think I know who I need to meet, but I'm going to kind of do my own thing. I have plenty of clients from my old book of business. Um, and, you know, it's really killing me right now, though, is I don't have an assistant and I can't afford to hire one. So I'm like, I got emails and I've got phone calls coming in and you go, oh, you know what? I know a guy who sets up systems so you can get your leads online. You can refer people in your email autoresponder to go and fill out this particular form. It'll take their information down. You can use that to screen people, whatever, it's sort of system, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. And then she she goes, great, that sounds really useful. Uh, I would love to meet that person. Now you can help her and later on, maybe or maybe never, she can help you, but it doesn't matter because you just generated referral currency you just generated social capital. Whereas most people are just trying to get the hell away from that conversation because she can't do anything for me, so why should I care about her? That's the wrong way to look at it. ABG, always be giving, always be generous, is the way to do it. I was doing ABC, what's in it for me? How do I close this person? If they can't help me, then next. You're doing this ABG, how can I help this person? You're just trying to find a way that you can be of service. And what you wanna ideally find is a way that you can be of service that doesn't require you to do anything more than hook her up with somebody else in your network that can do the the work that you're looking, that she's looking to get done, right? She might hire this person to straighten up her systems. You don't have to like go into her Gmail and set this thing up yourself, right? So that's what's scalable. That's what ABG is about. And as you go through these particular strategies, you're going to find that you're able to make asks because you're able to go to that same person three months, six months, a year later and go, hey, I know you're a corporate lawyer, And I don't know what sort of angle you have, but I realize I don't have a trademark on uh, this particular element of my business. I don't think you do that, but do you know anybody that does? And she's gonna go, oh yeah, I remember you. You helped me get introduced to that person who set up my business. I'll take a quick look at your trademark, but I also have another lawyer friend who specializes in trademarks and I'm gonna email intro you to him and he's gonna get it done and I'm gonna put in a good word for you and you know, this might even be something they can do for free or on the cheap. That's how you make the ask. You go to your existing connections who you've already ideally helped because of ABG and you say, this is where I'm at. Do you have any ideas? And they will ideally say, I would love the chance to help you back after what you've done for me. 
Because if you help 100 people and let's say 90 of them forget you ever existed and you never get help from them, well, who cares? All you did was make an email intro to somebody else who probably also owes you one now and thinks well of you. And then the 10 people that do help you back, you're like, wow, I got a lot of opportunity coming into my life. That's why a lot of my uh, friends and acquaintances, they'll be like, Jordan's always got something going on because when I need something, all I need to do is float the ask out. But if I don't, even if I don't need anything, I'm constantly getting things in my inbox from people that are like, hey, Jordan, a friend of a friend of a friend said this and this and this. Do you think you can use this? When you're screening opportunities every day in your inbox, like that's a pretty good high quality problem to have. Like which cool event do I go to? Which cool business do I advise and take equity in? Which investment opportunity do I jump on right now? Because there's 10 in my inbox this month. Like that's important and that's cult something you cultivate over time using ABG and then of course working the other side of the equation, which is making the ask. And here's a cheat for people who are like, oh, I have a big network, but I'm really afraid to ask for help because I feel weird about it. This is a cheat, so don't rely on it all the time. Ask for help on behalf of someone else. So let's say that uh, you're afraid to ask for help for yourself because you feel like it's a little weird. You'd never think twice about asking someone to help your mom fix her computer, right? Like you'd never think twice about somebody to who you, has an expertise in a certain area to help your kid with something. You'd, but for ourselves, sometimes a lot of, especially good people, we're like, oh, I don't want to burden anybody. But if you're talk, talking about your parents, your kids, you're just like, no, I'll call that guy right now. I don't care if it's midnight. You know, this is important. So you think about it like that and then even do a cheat where you ask for people uh, for people's help for other people in your circle. Uh, and then eventually you'll realize, oh, people actually seem to take joy out of helping just like I do. So maybe I shouldn't sweat this too much if I need to get an intro to a social media expert. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And let's just be super transparent because I, I love that. That's how that's how you're here, right? Because of intermediary relationships yeah. and um and you're a super giving person i owe you 10 but i don't know what i could possibly do for you but anything that i can do um of course don't hesitate to reach out um our group is always known for being also super responsive hey everybody I, this, this is what i want you to do that i'm gonna ask jordan what he wants you to do i want you to uh follow um jordan on social media i love looking at his stuff um I didn't actually hit the follow until today, but the I, I'm, I'm a stalker, so I stalk it. And so go to jordanharbinger.com, or Jordan at Jordan Harbinger on Instagram. You guys know too, let's get our uh, pictures. Take your selfies with Jordan. Um, tag him on Instagram. Let's give him some social media love because I know that recognition feeds the soul. Um, when you're getting millions and millions of downloads every month, sometimes you can think like, ah, who am I? Jordan doesn't care. Um, but I guarantee you, everybody cares. You love to see the praise and the accolades and the adulation. And so please show Jordan some love. Go to jordanharbinger.com. I had that in my mind. Um, I want you to sign up. He has uh, several courses starting out. He's got, of course, a free course where we can uh, take a look at some of his tips for networking. Um, and then he has some deeper dives there. And of course, subscribe to his podcast. You're going to be blown away at this, this very thing. I think I love not just hearing somebody say this is what to do, but you can actually observe the impact of what he's doing, right? So it's not like, you know, he's just saying this and then he has a podcast with him and his mom, like the people and the connections that he's able to make through the same strategy for me is what gives the legitimacy to everything that he's saying. So please subscribe to the podcast, check it out. 
Um, and, and it's also super inspiring. It's not just like learning networking. He's actually interviewing people and going deep um, with them about life things, about everything life. And so please do that. Jordan, do you have any asks because you've given to us and anything that, that you want our listeners, our, our viewers to do for you? Sure. Look, if you like podcasts, the Jordan Harbinger show is where I'm at. I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Jordan Harbinger on social media, but please do check out the podcast. I drop. Well, I have smarter people than me drop bombs every uh, every time I do a show. At least I'd like to think so. So thanks for the opportunity, by the way. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. We absolutely love you. You've got great people, super great to work with. Um, and thank you. Congratulations on all of your success. You're super inspiring and we appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you so much. Take yeah. care. Have a great Bye -bye. night.